to another episode of the Home Centric Podcast. In today's episode, we will be chatting on ways how to use up milk that has turned or gone bad or soured. Don't throw it out. Stick around and check out these things that you can try next time you find an abundance of milk in your fridge. So although many of these ways of using milk can apply to raw milk or pasteurized milk, it's important to note that ultra-pasteurized or ultra-heat pasteurized milk, it when it's bad, it's bad. And you can check me on that, but this is, this is a word of caution. Pretty much using raw milk in any of these ways are safe, and I have done them in my home, but when it comes to pasteurized milk or, um, you know, use a little bit more caution and, and definitely does not apply in any way to ultra pasteurized milk or ultra heat pasteurized milk. So whenever you are looking ways to do these things as far as making the yogurt or the cheese or meat tenderizer, make sure you do your own research and do these in a way that you feel is safe for you and your family. One of the most common uses for milk that has turned is to use it up in bread or baked goods. For instance, if there is a recipe that calls for buttermilk, maybe buttermilk biscuits, go ahead and use that milk that has gone bad. You can also use it um, whenever you're baking bread. You can also put it in um, any sort of recipe that calls for buttermilk and like cornbread, so good just turn right around, shake up that jug, and use it a one-to-one ratio of milk and baking. Something that I find really interesting is just kind of digging a little bit deeper and understanding how some of these things work. I didn't understand that buttermilk is typically added to buttermilk biscuits to help with the rise. Apparently the acidic nature of buttermilk Um, kind of reacts in a way like baking soda does and so it makes cakes and breads more fluffy so that's something really interesting to think about say you are out of baking soda for some reason you could totally turn right around and use that milk to get an extra fluffy texture to something that you're baking something that I personally have enjoyed using up our milk that we haven't been drinking is making ricotta cheese I love ricotta cheese it adds something that you just can't get in any type of casserole. It's just a creamy, delicious cheese. And it's as simple as heating up milk and some cream, adding a little bit of salt, and adding lemon juice or vinegar, and that's it. You can strain it, you can freeze it, or honestly, it's kept in the fridge for quite a while. Um, I also enjoy using milk that has gone bad because it adds a certain wang to it, which that may be a very uh, Southern American term, Um, but it's like a almost a sour acidity to it um, that is just fantastic. And I will be sharing that recipe probably by the time this podcast episode is out to you. So make sure you go and check that out, thehopewellhomestead.com, to see if you feel confident enough to give your hand a go at ricotta. I promise you it is seriously the simplest cheese and you feel like a hundred bucks because you have just made cheese for your family. 
We enjoy using yogurt for multiple reasons. We like yogurt as itself, just enjoying some yogurt, or maybe incorporating it with some fruit and some maple syrup for breakfast, some granola. And we also use it to substitute out sour cream. So if we have the opportunity to buy organic, a really huge jar of organic Greek yogurt, the texture is perfect for sour cream. The flavor is just tangy or wangy enough to add that sour element that we love in our Mexican dishes. And um, you end up saving a lot more money. So you're not having to worry about buying sour cream also buying yogurt or, um, you know, even buying like a yogurt with a fruit on the bottom. This is one way you can consolidate your grocery bill and, um, have one thing for multiple uses. So yogurt again, friends, it is so easy to make. It's as simple as buying plain store-bought yogurt. Um, I think for every quart of whole milk, and it doesn't have to be raw milk. That's just what we have available to us. Um, I, you can use like organic grass-fed, you know, or you know, whatever you prefer for your family. Um, a gallon of milk, and for every quart of full-fat milk, you will use two tablespoons of yogurt starter. And it does have to be a plain yogurt. It can't be like a flavored yogurt. And it's as simple as heating the milk up to 160, stirring it frequently, making sure it's not boiling. And once it reaches 160, letting it cool to 110, and this is Fahrenheit, before you add in however many tablespoons you need of yogurt starter, and then you just leave it out on your um, countertop or in your oven, somewhere where it can stay, you know, between 110, 115 degrees. Um, my oven doesn't get that low. I think the lowest it'll go is like 175 if it's on. And then if it's closed, it will stay about 95 in there with the oven light on. And for some people, um, ovens, you know, run a little bit hotter with that oven light on. But I've been making it in the Instant Pot um, using the yogurt function. And the yogurt function, all it does is keep it consistently at 110, 115. So that way the yogurt can culture. And something that I've been playing around with is making it thick or runny. So at the eight hour mark, which is I think like a typical yogurt, it's pretty runny. So I let it sit out on the countertop for 24 hours and then I put it in a nut milk bag or like cheesecloth or muslin and strain out some of the whey, some of the water from the yogurt and it's about the texture of like really soft ricotta cheese. Um, there was a yogurt that I've tried recently called Bulgarian yogurt and it is way thicker than Greek yogurt and doesn't have a lot of moisture content to it. And I, I personally prefer that. Um, but you can make it as runny or as thick as you want it. Um, also, I forgot to mention previously with the ricotta, as well as the water from the yogurt, you can give that to your chickens. You can also um, compost it. So nothing goes to waste in the homestead kitchen. If you have ever enjoyed a good fried chicken, you can be sure 
if you're in the South, that it, it's quite possible that it has been soaked in buttermilk overnight. Buttermilk is, or soured milk is acidic, and it helps with tenderization. So you can use that to tenderize your meat. And if you are wanting to be brave and incorporate organ foods into your home, such as a liver or kidney, you can also take some of that iron flavor out of the organ meat by soaking it in milk. You can also make it go further and hide it in food by making things like meatballs and, you know, where you're mixing it with other meat, which is not what we're talking about today. But you can totally use raw milk as a tenderizer for your meat. So soured milk can also be used as a fertilizer for rose bushes and other plants. And the way that you can do this is to mix it in your watering can with some water and just pour it at the base of the plants so that way something is getting fed from its nutrition. And that's all I've got. I am sure there are a hundred more ways that I don't know about, I'm not thinking about. So if you have a way that you like to use Milk Up, will you connect with me on Instagram? I am on Instagram at the.hopewellhomestead. You can also email me. I love hearing from you guys. And um, maybe we can share those in a future episode. I hope you enjoy this episode and it inspires you to really challenge yourself in the kitchen and stretch a dollar to where you are not just pitching food that could potentially still have a use. Until next time, I look forward to chatting with you then.